everybody. How you doing? It is Lenora from It's a New Dawn. I'm back again. Now, you guys, you know that um, right now I'm on a roll. I have to say, I have been actually putting out a podcast almost every day. Um, I don't know, you know, I don't know how long that's going to last. If you or somebody else, you know, uh, would like to be a guest on the podcast, just um, all my information is below my number, my email, um, my website. So you definitely can contact me and uh, we can chat about it because that would be great. But right now, I'm honored to be not sitting directly with, but a beautiful woman, Stephanie Brown. Stephanie Brown, right? Stephanie Brown, yes. 1975 from TikTok, people. Everybody has been from TikTok. Um, she is in Canada. I'm in Jersey. So just a FYI before we start, we both live in the wilderness. So the um, connection, I'm praying to my angels that it works out and that we don't have any disruption, but I know you guys are a great audience. So just be patient if I have to like, kind of get you, get her back on track. But anyway, I met Stephanie. I didn't meet her personally, obviously, but um, I was very gravitated to her on her TikTok um, because of the fact that she is extremely real, um, a little nutty like me, very weird like me, and I love that. I just love it. She's just sweet, but not sweet. <laughs> if you get what I mean. A little spicy, a little not, you know. But, <laughs> but obviously, all these people that I have been sitting with, I don't know them. I really don't. You know, you, you think you know somebody, they're on social media. But you know what? In real life, you really don't know the pain, the struggle, the real life. But you know what? Stephanie kind of brings that out in her TikTok. She's very real. And like I said, I really love that about her. And I think you're really going to get something out of this talk. So as usual, what I'm going to do is just turn the camera over to Stephanie and uh, take it away, Stephanie. Okay. Well, thank you so much for having me with you today and with your uh, listeners. I'm honored. Um, I really love how you described me because it was right <laughs> on. It was right on. Um, I, I'm straight to the point. I'm blunt. I don't mess around. Um, you know, and it's funny, like my background, uh, I actually had the privilege to go to Holland five years ago to understand why I'm so blunt is because <laughs> Um, even if you're not first generation immigrant, the the tendencies follow through the generations. And so I tell it like it is, and that that seems to be very much part of my family. Um, I am 45 years old. I live in a city called St. Thomas, Ontario, which if... Uh, if I'm driving, it's three hours. If my husband's driving, it's two and a half. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so just to give you some sort of point of where, you know, every, a lot of people in the world know where Toronto, like heard of Toronto. Um, and something funny about me is I grew up in farm country, um, agriculture, um, I actually grew up in a little village called Merlin. It's M-E-R-L-I-N. Uh, the closest place to that, um, again, everybody's listening from everywhere, so maybe these places don't make sense. But I am in Merlin, uh, probably three hours to Detroit. So to give you a how, so one of the funny jokes is like, you know, you are who you are and I am who I am. And we just don't see uh, how other people see it. And uh, I grew up where I grew up. If you wanted a job, you hoed beans, you picked tomatoes, you picked strawberries. And the joke is I bought my first car with my tomato picking money. 
Hey, um, that sounds like a good job to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, I live I lived near the border. Uh, Windsor, Ontario is, uh, you know, you cross Windsor over to uh, the States. The border's right there. I listened to American radio, and so I get asked a lot <laughs> what my accent is. And I don't always hear an accent, but um, I get teased by my husband because apparently Canadians say America. And I say American. And I just <laughs> Okay. You come You know it's funny. People keep saying you don't have a Jersey accent. You don't right. like I do lives. I do lives on right. TikTok. Right. People right. people this will go right over your head if you don't do TikTok. But I do they're called lives. And right. um you just push a button and people come join you and I've had at least ten people say, You're from Jersey, you don't sound like Jersey and I I've been here all my life. Wow, years, interesting, so. interesting. Um, so I listen to American radio, um, and also, uh, like, still, my family own a lot of farmland in that village, um, and uh, this is the bipolar that what we're going to talk about because my That's brain okay. will just freeze for a second. Um, so. You mix the twang with the sayings of a country girl with <laughs> American radio, and my kids will go, Mom, people don't talk like that. So <laughs> I say y'all, and anyway, kind of funny. But I, um, I, I had, I am bipolar. I have it chronic and severe. Um, it's really, really quite astounding that at 14 years old, when I had my first breakdown, um, that's not that long ago, you know? Mm -hmm. And it wasn't a thing we talked about. That That has been resonating with me as I as I teach about it, as I do talks about it, as it comes out of my mouth, it kind of kicks me in the head. To, to, I'm astounded, right? It's like I'm 45 and mental health is something we talk about now. But when I was 14, that's not that long ago. And um, we, in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, which is in between Toronto and London, we have a, 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 hosp a mental health hospital that was not nice. That's the nice way to put it. And um, I was put in hospital in 2010. And, but prior to that, it's weird how you'll know something's wrong with you, so you'll go study it in school. So I'm a social service worker in Canada. Um, it's, it's not a social worker, but it is. There's just certain jobs I'm not allowed to work in, just like um, I'm a healthcare aide, so I wouldn't be able to fill in as a nurse. You know, it's different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and the, the treatments that people with a mental illness experienced, it's kind of gross to me to think that in that hospital, they had a museum of the types of treatments that were done. The only one that I can really remember, this was as part of my college education to go through this hospital and little would I know that I would be admitted there 10, 12 years later. Mm -hmm. um, like putting us in absolutely freezing cold ice baths. Like that um, was a treatment. That was a treatment. Yes. Like um, what they do? They they just thought that putting you in an absolutely freezing cold ice baths was going to do something for you. Um, uh, there's 
treatment of, I mean, Lenora, maybe you know more about this, but it came across my TV last night, which was lobotomies, like people's brains as a treatment Mm -hmm. um, because they they honestly thought it would make their sick relative better. And Mm -hmm. it just made them totally in a vegetative state. So um, we've come a long way, um, but um, I will tell you that, say, 2014, I had the privilege of speaking at a hospital in London, Ontario, and it was to doctors and nurses about my experience. And... um, I really, the point I'm getting at about this, so because people with bipolar, if you don't get treatment early, like I fell through the cracks, like I quote, don't look sick. I don't act sick. I mean, unless you're behind closed doors with me when I have an episode, you would just not, you know, it, it makes me upset because some of the the many psychiatrists I have went through to find the good one that I have, you know, because I, they, it was more like a visit, you know, it, it, it wasn't, I'm going to treat Stephanie. It's I'm going to hang out with her because, Mm -hmm. you know, um, a lot, I am, I, so the first thought, I wanted to preempt saying that before I said this was I, I had, when you are a woman with bipolar, your um, pre PMS is brutal. And I would have it. and, And I can't say that for every woman, but I've heard it more than a few times. And what would happen is I would, have my estrogen go all over the place and I would be erratic and mean and nasty and irritable and it's called a mixed state and it's a combination of every nasty ugly mood and it's it's very upsetting because you become unaware of how you're being And then when you, I call it come to, and I will tell you, Lenora, I can feel it when my brain goes bleep and, and, and I, it's like fainting and then becoming awake. And that's Mm -hmm. the saddest part is you become aware of who you just hurt and how much you hurt them. And Mm. so, um, in 2014, I was in the hospital and in 2014, excuse me, 2010, I was admitted. 2014, I had the opportunity to speak to a full hundred room nurse, full of nurses and psychiatrists and doctors. And this is was this is what I explained. I took a medication they gave me because I mm-hmm. said I was having trouble with PMS with bipolar. It dropped my my um, blood pressure so low that I woke up in the middle of the night and I had to go to the bathroom and all of a sudden everything started to go black and I was going to faint. I got down on my hands and knees yelling, help, help. The nurses, now, not all nurses are like this, but the point being is there's stigma even on the ward with some of the staff. Mm -hmm. And they stood side by side and said, get up. And I said, I can't, I can't, everything's black. Please help me. I don't know what's happening. Get up. They took one arm on each side of me and dragged my body to the blood pressure machine. 
sat me up on the chair like I was a rag doll, put the cuff on me, and yelled, run, get her some orange juice, hurry, run. I said, I told you. And so I said that, I got goosebumps going up and down my legs. I said that to that room of doctors and nurses and psychiatrists. And I said, I was all dressed up. For all they knew, I was like, I'm going to wake them up because I, had, mm -hmm. I did my hair nice. I had a suit on. I mm -hmm. said, just so you know, I'm not a worker today. And if that's what you thought, you are so wrong. And I said, after telling that story, I said, is that the best you can do? You could have heard a pin drop. Mm -hmm. I said, I am calling on you for better care, better standards. Listen to the, to the, listen to the person who's not well mm. and if it, you know and then I said to myself Lenore if this ever happens again I'm gonna I'm gonna say something lo and behold I my family could not come to terms with me being bipolar my husband my high school sweetheart, after 14 years of marriage in 2010, stood up at 1 a.m. when they were going to transport me from a nightmare hospital to another one and just said, bye, I'm done, and left me there. I slept for a week and a half. Uh, I'm 5'9", I'm very tall, and I left that hospital 114 pounds. Ooh. My dad, I was let out on a day pass, and I couldn't hold up my head. And I'm not against nurses. I'm against, I'm against stigma. Well, and can I, I just want to say one thing, when you were saying that, as a RN, I worked, um, because of my hearing disability, I am very limited to where mm. I was able to work. Mm. If you didn't know, I have a hearing disability. I don't know if you knew that. But yeah. um, I chose to work with uh, Alzheimer's patients. Yes. Um, and because I love that environment. And um, also in a small little house, it was a house with kids who had mental health issues. Mm. And I left there because I could not deal with the way the staff was treated. And, and it was the hardest thing. If you ask my husband, I spent nights crying. I, I was like, I can't leave because I'm trying to protect them. Um, unfortunately, that's the way people who are untrained. And I have to say that I think it's, if you haven't had children or if you were never faced with, with some adversity in your life. Like I, my two of my kids have epilepsy. Oh, so I boy. always, yeah. So I always had to deal with something. Right. And, um, my sister who I named my company after it's the new Dawn. Right. Uh, her name is Dawn. And you know this, I think, um, yes. Cause my I, middle name's Dawn. Right. Right. So the reason I became a nurse in 2011, so this was late was that she died of cancer within three months and she was very, very wow. heavy. She was five feet tall. She was over 200 pounds, wow. but the way she was treated, not by all nurses, right. but in the hospital, I saw, this was before I even thought about becoming a nurse, the way right. they tossed her, the way they wouldn't turn her. You got to right. turn because they develop bed sores and stuff. Yes. I came in and did stuff like that. And I swore, I said, if I ever became a nurse, I would yep. never treat people like this. Yeah. But you know what? I have to tell you, Stephanie, there are very good nurses. Don't get me wrong. Yes. Disclaimer yes. here. Most yes. nurses are really, really good. Are, yes. are the best. I praise yeah. them. But yeah. you know what? There are those who just, they just don't have it. 
They just are not kind and they don't have empathy. And they're, you know, it's, it's very, very sad. Very sad. So I am really sorry. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, no, no. I'm really sorry that happened to you. But oh, no, but. There's no but. 2016. So here's where I want to say to parents. Of, okay. Listen. I didn't want to take drugs. I am Miss Health Nut. I own a food company, right? Um, I have in common with you. I, I lift weights, you know. Um, so I didn't want to take them and my parents didn't want me to take them. And, and I need to educate you parents. I don't care what age I am. My mom and dad have an influence. It's just a natural thing in us because my mom and dad didn't want to deal with it, I ended up marrying again, but in a manic state, uh, an alcoholic. And so I have had to spend the last four years of repairing my relationship with my children because of what they went through having an alcoholic step-parent, right? And if I had the rationale, the, the, the self-awareness that I currently have because I tend to be more manic. Mania is described as, um, you know, the, the, this phrase I use is higher than a kite. You know, I've never done hardcore drugs, thank God. Um, I had a dad who, you know, once upon a time we had a healthy fear of our parents or a healthy fear of, of rules and things to keep us safe. And he always said, you, don't you ever come home drunk or whatever. And so I just never took recreational drugs um, more cause I was scared. Mm -hmm. Um, and also deep down, I did have this sense. I, when I got depressed, it was black. Like it was way black. Sorry, there's a fly. Um, Stephanie, way... before, before you go on, because I, 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 and I don't, I know this might be hard for you because I, and I apologize for you, but no. so I, I know there's different types of bipolar. Right. So can you please explain, like, when you say manic and then you go into this deep, I don't know. So, sure. I mean, I know from nursing and nursing, right. learning right. in school, but it's so right. different when I'm sitting in front of somebody who can explain right. the differences. So go okay. ahead. Here's going to blow your mind. I, there is a book, everybody get a pen and paper ready. I'll give you a chance to grab it. But I don't, I don't associate with the ideology of bipolar one or bipolar two. Um, I will tell you why. But I actually don't even totally know the definitions. I think bipolar two is that to have had mania more than one time. Um, okay, so here's what I ascribe to, and it's by the direction of two respected psychiatrists. So the book is called Bipolar Not So Much. And it's by Dr. Chris Aiken. It's A-I-K-E-N. And Dr. James Phelps, P-H-E-L-P-S. And the subtitle of the book, so it's Bipolar Not So Much. The subtitle is understanding your moods um, and I forget the rest of it but what they teach is this and it makes sense unfortunately I have a lot of crappy past to unpack and when you're a child 
when you, um, I know this and you being a nurse, you can correct me because I'm only going on, you know, what I remember learning in school, but the developing brain of a child is massively impacted when it's going through trauma. And I was sexually abused by my neighbor from the age of six to 13. And um, I absolutely believe that that had a traumatic uh, part uh, impact on the way that my brain is. Um, I also um, went through other types of severe abuse and um, all the while, uh, and, and there's research that, um, you know, if you had a tendency to bipolar depression, trauma will bring it, bring it on. Mm -hmm. um, the difference between personality disorder and bipolar disorders, bipolar is chemically based personality disorder is something happened to you so it, it appears like bipolar um but uh that has to be diagnosed by a doctor a psychiatrist um they have diagnosed me as bipolar disorder with um uh with ptsd and adhd so um so they ascribe this these two doctors to mm -hmm. Um, the idea that bipolar is a spectrum. And the reason that makes more sense to me, instead of plunking me in this pile or this pile, um, there's every extreme and then there's a whole bunch of people in between all of that, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Where do we put them? And I really, really uh, relate to people with autism mm -hmm. because... Um, they have a spectrum anywhere from um, nonverbal to Asperger's, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, Asperger's, you know, um, so I, I will share with you my experience with bipolar. Um, I can't like someone with um, autism. Some autistic people can't handle uh, over sensory. So mm -hmm. I can't handle strobe lights. Um, I can't handle, um, I was describing earlier today, uh, because I do do reach outs like you, um, that, um, so for example, I own a food company and I, I will be so, so, uh, and, and help me along Lenora because I'm bipolar, I jump around. So feel mm -hmm. free to interject and help me out if you'd like. Well, I'm trying not to, I feel that, I feel that because I do that myself. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to be quiet yes. because I know how it must feel for me to yeah. like butt in. So I'm just going to shut up. Thank you. And, Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. <laughs> so uh, just so people understand, first of all, you have to see a psychiatrist and get a proper diagnosis. Please do not self-diagnose. That's just my opinion. I also believe that it is a proper thing to say for in the medical world. You know, there's a reason why doctors go to school for close to 10 years or whatever it is. I have an excellent <clears throat> psychiatrist and um, he is the one who directed me to this book. So that's why I feel like I can really put some weight on it because um, he is the head of psychiatry at my hospital. Um, and um, so I feel really good about referring everyone to it. Um, it's the kind of book that you don't read front to back. You read, I'm feeling like this. What do the doctors say about it? And then I'll, you put, can... it, I'll put it in the show notes too. Yeah. Um, so... Um, I have been treated with different medications and so 
there was like five years where I was completely, totally manic. Like, I mean, totally high 24-7 to where a doctor wanted to diagnose me as unipolar, which means one mood, right? So what did um, you do during that time? Like when you were in that um, manic phase for five years, you're probably like, you can't consume enough calories because you're probably burning them off. Like, oh crazy, my right? Lord. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, so no, you tell me. Um, uh, uh, um, uh, since we're not on TikTok, we're not being censored. I can say that yeah. your sex drive is completely insane. And so Good. parents like up. Yes. Oh, okay. But are but, you like, are you like promiscuous? Are you like, or is that too deep? Um, like, you know, I mean, I, I, I will tell you that, that it, it's, it's, it's not something you can control. Let's put it that way. Okay. I gotcha. And so I'm telling you parents with young teens that have diagnosed with with this this is nothing to mess around with this isn't some cute little i found out today my kid is bipolar you need to research the crap out of this you need to be your child's best advocate you need to know the ins and outs of it because i will tell you when I walked into my current psychiatrist's office and, and knew the jargon, and, and when my current partner, and finally in a healthy relationship, said, hello, she's still sick. What are you going to do about it? Because we will no longer accept the lowest common denominator. You need to know everything. That book, Bipolar Not So Much, will be a really great resource for people who, you, you know what, Let me, I speak to the people that are unwell more than I speak to the family. I say to you, if you're watching this, you know how you're feeling. You know how you're doing. Even when I was acting, you know, I could go from giddy to don't F with me in a heartbeat. And it is a very quick, um, something that is very useful is to do a mood chart for a whole month. Um, what happens in that, you can print them off the internet. When you go into your psychiatrist's office, I did it. I hated it. It was like counting calories on a diet. Like, no, who wants to sit there and write down how their mood went all day? But mm -hmm, I didn't. Mm -hmm. When I went into his office, I've only been with Dr. Guyana a couple of years. He said, oh, my God. No wonder you're exhausted. You're a rapid cycler. Right? So the, the silent killer of bipolar is that we don't, we don't know how to say this. I am probably one of the few people in history who've come out and said, and maybe I should write a book, who've come out and said, um, if, if you're changing moods a lot, it's called rapid cycling, and you're holding it in, and you're not be able to tell anybody what's going on because they would have no idea what the heck you're talking about, right? Mm -hmm. um, and um, for me, I describe mania, go, 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 and then my body would go, uh, we're done. And I would collapse, literally collapse. Yeah, but did and you I, say five years, though? You said you were like that for five years. Yeah, you know what? I was young. You know, you know how 20 year olds and 30 year olds could go. I, I guess. But like, uh, what about what about you said you weren't into drugs or alcohol or anything like that. So that wasn't a problem, right? I was addicted During to exercising. I had obsessions with food. Um, I had a per quote perfect body. But that's what I obsessed about. Right. Mm -hmm. That was my addiction. My addiction mm -hmm. was how fit can I be? 
Um, I also was, I ran a daycare and I was like freaking the best daycare provider you would ever meet, right? Like, I mean, you can take care I of all. Yeah, yeah, I had right. five one-year-olds in Canada year, at the time you were allowed that, five one-year-olds all, and I, and every single one of those babies got burped and bathed and rocked and fed because I just did do it all, right? Right, right, Because like, right. you weren't um, worried about eating or taking a break like like most people are. Like, you know, you probably just went right over the hunger point and you just flew yeah. on energy. I would yeah, I get can, up. Can, this is, okay, um, maybe in the U.S. they didn't have this toy. But there's this toy that I remember growing up with. And you put put it inside the reel, and then when you pull it, it goes zing. Oh, it's a, um, a top. Like a top. Something like that. You it, pull it, the it, string, and the thing goes around, 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 like a top. Yes, yes. It goes top. zing. Yeah, That's me. That was me. When I woke up, I would open my eyes, and I would feel this internal, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. And, and then it, that's how it started. And the sleeplessness, you know, if one of your family members is bipolar, but they're not, you know, I make a joke. I say, I didn't run around naked in the streets calling myself Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> you know, did you, I yeah, actually, did you, you did that? No. Did you actually I, did, uh, I'm just saying, I make that as a joke. I, I mean, like, I didn't get help. I fell through the cracks because yeah. I quote, I was modeling. I was cleaning my house to perfection. I had right, the for those, yeah, but for those who say, hey, what's bad about that? Because some may, some may, some may say, gee, you lost, you lose, lose weight, you could just, you could, you have energy, you, you look great, you're like, have energy, blah, blah, blah. I know the answer, but it's very dangerous. It's dangerous for the heart, the nervous system. You never bring down your nervous system. That is so dangerous. But, but what is your, like, what's your reasoning? Like the other side of the coin, like Here's the years. other side of the coin. Here's where it's going to hit the heart. My lovely husband who takes good care of me. We, we've been talking about that. We'll talk about that because without him, I'm not me. Uh, meaning I will, I have to be hospitalized or I would have to live with my parents. But Well, you struck me last night. I have to say, I have to give your husband props. Um, I did not know you were married and I listened to your uh, TikTok yesterday. I was busy getting yes. my vitamins and I'm listening and it was a TikTok where you're like, hey, um, tomorrow, is tomorrow Friday? And yeah. your husband's like, tomorrow's Saturday. Or something. Yep. I'm not saying yep. verbatim. No, you, like, no, you're you right. Said, I, I have said, to take him my pills. I have my pill box, and I would have taken Saturday's vitamin or Saturday's meds for Friday, which would have been detrimental. And your husband's like, "No, babe," or whatever. Yep. He sounds really calm and cool yep. and collective. It's a normal and, thing. Right, right. But thank God, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, because you know yeah. what I did twice this month. I grog, I, they make me groggy, and I, I went into the kitchen, and I took my night meds. This was like only a week and a half ago, and I was toxic, because I took my night meds only eight hours later. Yeah, right, right, right. It's dangerous. But yeah. back to your question about being, uh, what's, what's bad about it? Here's what's bad about it, okay? Here's what's bad about it. I used to have women say to me, I, I don't want to be your friend because you make me look bad. Hmm. And I see that. Here's, here's where I need you to get it. I need you who are listening to get this. If you are sick or you think that what I have being manic is a gift, you're wrong. Because my daughter, who's 18 now, at five years old, could not go a half an hour without calling me. 
because she was so, so worried that something was going to happen to me. Aww. Let me put into perspective a seven-year-old after my body will not go anymore because you physically, like Hitler used sleep deprivation as a form of torture. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? It's serious stuff. <laughs> and serious, serious shit? Yes. <laughs> and it's serious because if you have a family member and you just go, oh, that's mom, she doesn't sleep, that's not good. If I go 10 hours a day, plus I can't slow down at night, that's a brain chemical difficult imbalance. And um, when I would crack, you know, I didn't go to the hospital. I'm too pretty for them to keep me. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that in an arrogant way. I'm making a point. Mm-hmm. How sick did I have to be to be taken seriously? I remember being mm-hmm. 19, walking into a merge with my boyfriend saying, I want to die. And it took them six hours to just figure out, no, she doesn't. Well, I didn't slit my wrists because I really don't want to die, but I don't like feeling this way. And it did, mm. like, that's freaking 25 years I'm talking, okay, of suffering. And there's my seven-year-old daughter, and I've got bronchitis and sinusitis and the puking, gagging flu, because when you go that hard, your body can't, can't keep up. And so you, your immune system is suppressed and I'm puking in a bucket and my seven year old daughter, I could, she could, I could just see it in her eyes. It's my job to look after mommy and her, she'd go get a blanket and she'd cover me up. And, um, when my new husband came into my life, um, I had to make a decision and she was only 14 and she stopped seeing me because she was so devastated because she thought it was her job to take care of me. When I took that away from her, she hated me for it because it's all she knew. Yeah. It's not right. It's not right, you know? Stephanie, you did the best. You did the best you could, honey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You did the um, the best you could. And so, so mania, it should scare you if you see that in a person. And Mm -hmm. it, and you know what? (sighs) Okay, like, let me, let me make it, I mean, let me make this clear. I am not cured. They treat my symptoms, Okay. I'm not cured. I treat the symptoms. If you and I were at a party right now, I would have you peeing yourself laughing because uh, I go into a state of what they call hypomania. And when I am around high energy, uh, funny people, it, 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 I have almost like I could use the word allergic reaction. Like, <laughs> To, mm-hmm. I feed off of what's happening and I go into a hypomanic state. And um, the one thing I wanted to say was this about the unipolar is when I dropped, I, I go into a deep depression because you're so exhausted. And then you go into self-hatred and shame and all that because you can't, you just physically can't get off the couch. You can't, you don't have the strength. Like I missed half a year in college because my mom had to come and bath me, you know, stuff like there it's, you know, and, and I don't blame anymore. My husband for leaving me, my high school sweetheart who I had my children with because there's not enough support for family. There's not support to say, you just want to choke her and that's okay to yeah. acknowledge that. 
you just yeah. want to slap her because she just yes. drives you up the wall. You love her, but the disease is just so all-consuming that you just did not know what you were signing up for. Mm-hmm. Right? You're supposed to love your kids, and I love my kids unconditionally. But I can't tell you, in 15 years when I was in therapy for my abuse, my one son who I dearly love, we get along like better than anyone else. I mean, he's weird like me. Um, he's, but he, I would say in the therapist, is it wrong to feel this way about my son? Because yeah. I just couldn't take it anymore. He was just, yeah. but he wasn't right. He wasn't right. Yeah. And at that time I wasn't right either to equip right. with how I was supposed to handle him at that time. Yeah. But it is, it is okay. We're human. And, um, you know, we got to support each other. We got to be a community and we got to support each other. This is why I'm doing this um, with just regular quote unquote people, because I just feel like even if one person can connect to this, it's, it's worth it. It's worth, worth it anyway to sit with you. Um, it's getting long when people do, don't have an intention span, unfortunately, yeah, to like, yeah, sit. Yeah. Well, but, we'll do it before, again. but be, yeah, before we end though, yeah, a couple of things, how are you now? Like, um, do you have the right mix of meds? It's like a chemistry set, right? It, like when oh, you yeah. get it right, you might have to change it up again. Like, right. Is that right? Or no, am I wrong? Um, uh, okay. So, um, I've been on tons of different types of meds. I'm on the perfect mix right now. Um, long story short, being an, my husband is super, super intelligent and has helped me realize that I'm intelligent because when you have a disability, you're treated as dumb because you're like, you say weird. But I sat back and I thought, I'm intelligent. What's happening in my body? And so I had this idea, if my uh, estrogen is all over the place, then why don't we get rid of it? And then like diabetes, take a certain amount of insulin, put my estrogen back in at a certain level. And that has been a lifesaver. And I'm proud I came up with that. That's really cool. <laughs> um, sure. And then, yeah, I'm on a lot of meds. I'm on a lot of meds. I'm looking to the side because I'm looking at them. I'm okay. on a lot of, lot of meds. Um, and I, I just quickly want to say sidebar. Another time we'll talk about it. Um, don't, don't allow your family member to get stable and then go, then we're going to take them off all this crap. No, 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 no. That's a whole other thing we can talk about, but please don't do that. Um, I, uh, if, if, if your hormones change, if your life changes, um, my business is doing very well. So because I am, can you talk about your business, talk about your business. Also, I don't want to forget that because right, right. that's, that's big. And also, are you working as a social worker now or? I'm doing what you're doing for free. Um, I'm okay. talking to people one-on-one to give them hope, to make it make sense because this illness doesn't make sense, doesn't get talked about. My doctor actually is excited that once um, I, we're able to get back together, he's like, I'd love for you to I couldn't believe he's like, I need you on staff. Like, cause it's one mm-hmm. thing for me to tell a client, a, a patient, it's another for a patient to tell a patient, but my business is living alive, granola.ca. Um, if you're from the United States, enroll in our email pretty soon. I'm going to be able to ship directly to your house. Um, I can't work for anyone else. I have to work for myself. So if mm-hmm. you're like fed up with your family member that can't seem to hold a job, hello, that's just, that's, we've only, I'm trying not to go too long here, but we'll talk about that another time. You know, I'm just sorry to tell you most of the time, that's just the way it is because mm-hmm. when my brain's tired, I mean, I could be, I could work really hard and then I'll be in a grocery store and all of a sudden my, it's like you press the computer off without down shutting it down properly mm-hmm. I will just stand there stunned it's almost like I'm floating and 
it, the the lights of the store, the colors, the sounds. Um, you know, I I just don't know what to do. Uh, there's 12 things to choose, and my husband will call me and say, "Where are you?" and I need you to start walking out of the store. I need you to get in the car. And I literally need that prompting. It's like I'm stuck, like, you know, vinyl records are back in is cool. So mm -hmm. um, I'm stuck on the vinyl record, you know. So, mm -hmm. so unfortunately, the faster I go with my business, the more medications I've had to take lately. We're trying to solve that. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm trying to work hard enough that I can hire someone to be me so mm -hmm. that I have more time. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. So where, where can people, cause I, there's a couple of things, everybody, I'm going to do my little spiel. Um, but my thought was, um, Stephanie sings and she writes music and I wanted her to have, you know, trail us off with one of her songs. I do want to hear the whole thing, but I want you to explain why you're going to do this particular song. But sure. before we do, before we do this, because what we're going to do is we'll play the song and I'm going to, it'll be like our goodbye. So yes. just be prepared. Yeah. I'll sure. end yep. the recording. Yep. But um, before that, where can people get in touch with you? Um, uh, you can email me, Stephanie at livingalive.today. Um, I named my food company Living Live Granola because I think food should be living and real, just like you. Um, mm -hmm. So Stephanie is st spelled with a P-H-A-N-I-E. And I'm, I'm going to have all this in the show notes, okay, guys. Cool. So Living Alive today. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Stephanie Brown. Um, and your I TikTok. And my TikTok is Stephanie Brown 1975. Mm -hmm. That makes it nice and easy. And mm -hmm. um, also on my business page at Living Alive Granola. Please, I'm really trying to grow that page. Come and uh, support me there, everyone. I'd really appreciate right. it. So, wait, so, business business page at um, Living gonna, Alive Granola. At Living, and I'm going to be asking you all this when we end, so I yeah, make sure, sure I get everything sure. right. Sure. Um, all right, I'll do my little spiel. Hang out. Yeah. All right. So at the end of every podcast, you guys, if you've been with me, you can kind of put some earplugs in because I'm just going to do my spiel. So all my info will be in the um, notes below, but I do want to give out my Google number in case anybody wants to uh, text me uh, with any show ideas, anybody who wants to be on the show, any feedback about the show, uh, wants to get in touch with me to work with me as far as nutritional counseling. Um, personal training, yoga, Reiki, 609-429-4058. And then I talk about the only thing that I promote on the show. I'm an ambassador and affiliate of the Aurora Bar uh, Company. It's a nutrition bar. Uh, we are all on the go. So it's really nice to put in your purse um, or briefcase or whatever. Owned by Jake and Rachel, very young couple based out of Minnesota. They do everything themselves. So it's a very small run place. Um, they give 10% of all their net proceeds to feed the hungry children worldwide. That was the number, one of the number one reasons why I was like, of course I'll be an ambassador. Um, but not only that, 11 to 13 net carbs in each bar. Uh, we have like 19 to 21 grams of protein, no artificial sweeteners. They are vegan, but I'm not vegan, but they fit any type of diet. Um, put together by coconut oil, sweetened by coconut nectar, blackstrap molasses, and they have Himalaya salt in there. The only non-organic ingredient is the almond butter, but they are trying to make that organic. That's my spiel. What are you going to do for us and explain why you are going to lead us off with this song? Okay, so um, <clears throat> uh, I am a retired musician, but I do write for self-development, relaxation, and also to help out causes. And this, um, there's a, there is a movement uh, called Courage for Freedom, and um, they, on Instagram, uh, 
say, take a stand by joining their hashtag eradicate challenge to eradicate the buying and selling of children in Canada. Um, I am honored to say that the person that created this whole thing, Kelly Franklin, um, is one of my best friends and um, she's your people, Lenora. She, she is in the middle of the night going to get a girl to get okay. them. And they're, these, aren't, these aren't bad girls. Some of these girls are literally grabbed off the street at 11 years old and it's oh. happening in Canada and the United States. Mm. And so all of a sudden your little girl goes missing and, mm. and you can't tell me she asked for it. So no, um, this no, song, no. yeah. So this song um, I wrote, um, I, I wrote it for, uh, for her and uh, she inspired it. Um, so I just have to figure out a way. So I'll make sure I can set up my because I'm going to play. Um, can you hear me okay still? I can hear you. But before we start to play, I just want to thank you so much for being on the show with me. I am very honored uh, as along with all the guests that I have on. Um, and for everybody out there, I always end with, have a wonderful and blessed day, everybody. You know, I love you. And um, Stephanie, take it away. Hey. All right. This song's called Never Home Again, because um, if you ever listen to a survivor, um, they're sometimes abducted and they wonder if they're ever going to be able to go home again. And um, some of them have a hard time going home again because it becomes all they know. And they yeah. find it hard to be set free from it. So that's the work that they're doing, uh, trauma work. One of my medications makes my eyesight blurry, so I'm going to put on my glasses. No, that's okay. That's okay. You're beautiful in your glasses. I had a name There used to be someone Used to know who I was But slowly Slipping away I have a past How long will this last? It happens so fast I'm slowly You sold me love Fragile like glass Felt alive at last But slowly He took it away Will someone save me? Cause I'm slowly fading away No, I'm not okay anymore I am trapped in Sad bear of shame Broken my feet Never home again Never home again Never home again I never sleep does my family still love me? Never slowly slips away. People look and say, It's just as unfair. Does anyone care? 
Thank you so very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're a blessing. You are a blessing. You too. Thank you. Good night. Okay. Good night, love. Thank you. You're welcome.